This is Design Spotlight. I'm Tanner Christensen, and each episode I sit down with a designer from around the world, someone you may or may not be familiar with. We talk about whatever's top of mind for that designer in the moment, trying to keep each episode just under about 15 minutes. I'm really excited for the guest on today's episode, someone who is doing some really, really remarkable work, in my opinion, on a very complex subject. Hi, well, I'm Catherine Gonzalez. I am the head of design infrastructure here at DoorDash. Um, I've been at DoorDash for about six years, where I was the first product designer and first front end engineer um, at the company, um, and have uh, been here as we've grown the team from myself to 40-ish product designers um, and design technologists and researchers, um, and have just seen uh, so much of the DoorDash's seven-year history over that time span. That's a long time, uh, and that's also a lot of growth. Yes, it has um, been a, a lot, both personally uh, in terms of my growth and then in, in terms of the company. Um, and what I do today as the head of design infrastructure is run our design systems, design tooling, and design prototyping teams um, where we're building out the DoorDash design language system, which is called Prism. That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit and talk about whatever's top of mind for you. So with that said, let's dive right in. What is top of mind for you in the industry or in design or in your role these days? I think for me, some of the big things is I'm trying to figure out how to grow our team and to build a design system that is really focused on edges of the design system space that uh, have not been explored, particularly in how do we build design systems end to end from both design to engineering uh, for platforms that I think historically have been underrepresented in the design systems community, particularly uh, design engineers for iOS, design engineers for Android. And for me, how do I think about hiring for a role that historically just hasn't existed? Um, and that's been very top of mind as I'm trying to double my team from six to 12 by the end of this year. That's a lot. Um, this is really relevant to me as well in some degree because my team is just about to kick off some design system work. Uh, spoiler, I may have my design team reach out to you. But awesome. tell me a little bit more about design systems at the edges. What does that mean exactly? And what have you found that's been helpful I think for us, what has been very um, useful for our team is that because we have been uh, deeply embedded in how both design and engineering have worked since the beginning, given um, how much of that uh, culture and mindset has been embedded from my uh, you know, experience here, um, being the really early at DoorDash, the, the thing that we're trying to figure out is how do we make sure we're leveraging this position of, you know, it's so deeply embedded, it has really high adoption. It is something that we could not be building our products in the way that we do without it. Um, how do we make use of that? And I think uh, for us, part of it is, um, you know, making sure that we're on every platform that's very relevant to our product. Um, and for us, as a very mobile first company, uh, Android and iOS, being able to build really high quality experiences, um, that's a really important thing for us. And that's kind of an edge of the design system that I think uh, the industry as a whole has um, previously underinvested in and not necessarily have 
um, as many of those practitioners uh, in, in the industry? And then additionally, how do we make sure that we're um, continuing to elevate what our design system is doing and capable of um, from you know, the foundations of what is, what is a DoorDash experience visually, um, what is it interaction-wise, to how do we provide higher-level guidance and higher-level sort of um, principles that we can use uh, for the product design problems, product engineering problems that our designers and engineers are really trying to solve every day. Yeah. And so you were there when the design infrastructure team was kind of founded, right? I started the design infrastructure team uh, in 2017 um, by, uh, at the time I was a product design uh, lead at DoorDash, as well as a front-end engineer. And so I really wanted to have a role that didn't force me to move back and forth between those two realms, because I would often go quarter to quarter bouncing between those two things um, as my focus. So what I did was I wrote a, a job description for my manager at the time, um, our head of design, and I said, this is what I want to be. And it was this role of a design technologist, someone that lived at the center of design and engineering and was using both skill sets to really further the quality and craft of our product. That's amazing. And now you're you're really focused on how to scale that. So how big is the design infrastructure team right now? The team is six people, including myself. So we have two design systems designers, uh, one that's focused more on web, um, and one that's more focused on mobile, and then three design technologists, one for iOS, one for Android, and one for web. Gotcha. And so does that web technologist also work in the like responsive realm? Like, are they doing mobile web? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot of ground to cover. Yes. And, and for a very small team, it's uh, been a, a challenge to really provide the foundations that we need to. Yeah. It's great that you're starting with the foundations though, right? Like it's better than trying to nudge something in where it just doesn't fit. So you're kind of fortunate because you've been part of this company and you've built this infrastructure team. So you, you do have some foundations to build on top of, right? Mm -hmm. At this point. Yes. Yeah. We've really focused more on the core foundations of the visual language and the uh, animation interaction language that we have for our different brands. Um, for people that don't know, we are also um, uh, an owner of Caviar. And so for us, we build both Caviar and the DoorDash experience on top of the same design language um, with different visual themes that we've uh, constructed applied. Um, and additionally, the same for our internal tools, which um, have a different language and different use case. So as you and the team have looked at expanding your system and the infrastructure across all these various platforms, how have you done that? Like, where do you go to learn these things? How do you learn or how do you think about the scalability of the components and the system and the language? Like, how have you done this, basically? I think for us, the, the big thing is uh, a company value of DoorDash is really operating at the lowest level of detail. And for us to practice that in our work means we are actively and always working with our designers and engineers in the places that they are working with our tools and trying to understand how do we give them the right sort of um, process, the right sort of components, the right sort of foundations that actually make their lives better and thus make the end users that we're serving, um, making the products that they are using great. Um, and so for us, being just super embedded in 
uh, that work of understanding what our designers need and what our engineers need um, and being, uh, you know, able to get quarterly surveys, being able to do pairing sessions for every uh, designer and engineer over the course of a quarter. Those sort of things help us um, understand what we need to build. That's amazing. It, it really reminds me of a lot of the, the systems teams I've worked with and that relationship between the end user, in this case, like the actual engineering team or the other design team, the product team, uh, that relationship is really vital to like learning what you need to focus on and how to build it. That's really great. What kind of challenges have you faced to this point? I think for us, um, you know, like I said at the beginning of this, the the big challenge for us is how do we scale? And I think particularly, how do we find people that have the relevant skill set and the relevant experience in areas that the industry has not invested in. And so for me, like finding iOS engineers that can both help drive design decisions, but also build something robust that our other product engineers can trust and love using, there's a very small intersection of people that um, have both the, of those skill sets. And so for me, thinking of creative ways of how do you foster that, both in the community as a whole, but also within DoorDash, um, has been really uh, interesting as, as a challenge. Yeah. Can you share any of those creative ways that you've come up with? Yeah. I mean, I, I think a big part of it is um, with uh, a few of the folks on the team, uh, the internal sort of want and need to grow more as a both design-oriented engineer um, and someone that can drive design decisions has brought people that are were in product engineering, for instance, that have been great partners to us and great partners to their product design partners um, and have given those people like an opportunity to join our team and have been very successful at that. So I think like being able to uh, recognize the sort of drive and hunger for that in the people that already using the system, contributing to it. Um, that is a, a big area that I've been trying to foster internally. Um, and then externally, like trying to find the right communities of you know the people that are doing interesting work um, that may not have design systems emblazoned on their uh, sort of communities. Um, and for instance, being able to say, oh, there's a lot of people doing interesting Swift UI work, replicating Swift UI um, like, uh, or UIs from other apps in Swift UI. Um, those kind of people, I think, have the right um, mindset. Um, maybe not exactly the right experience or uh, like, you know, actual eng um, experience to ship um, like libraries, but there's a, a seed there of, you know, people that love quality that want to make that quality be seen in the work that they're doing and the products that they're serving. And so how do we think about maybe training those people or finding people in those communities that can grow into this role? Yeah, I love it. Thanks for sharing. So as you mentioned, you and your team are kind of at the forefront of this world where design systems really have to account for a plethora of platforms. It's not mm -hmm. something that many teams have to deal with. As you kind of lead the charge on this end, how are you connecting with others who are either doing similar kind of things like companies like Facebook, Lyft, Atlassian, uh, all, the, all the companies I've worked at. Uh, uh, and how are you connecting with them? And then also, how are you like fostering this community of people who are interested in developing these diverse systems? I think for us, um, making the individual relationships between people on our team, um, both from a leadership perspective, as well as from the um, people actually like on the ground doing the work, 
Um, that's something that we have invested in the past, but want to continue investing in. So for, for instance, for myself, I'm in a design leadership, um, like biweekly uh, meeting with just, you know, different folks from Twilio and Stripe and Atlassian at space to uh, oh, talk there for a second. Oh, sorry. It's all um, right. Yeah. Like having that space to talk with those folks, learn how they're handling these same challenges um, and really just have a, uh, a set of people facing the same um, issues, uh, like that has been invaluable. And I think for both uh, me as a design leader, as well as the individuals on my team, like it's something that we want to continue investing in. Yeah, it's amazing how much you can just learn from other people who are in a similar situation or who have gone before you. Like, it's so valuable. How did you find or create that leadership group? Was that something that like exists out in the community that you just discovered? Or was it something that you fostered? Um, so it was something that uh, another person, um, Ayush Iyer from Twilio, uh, runs um, as a biweekly uh, just kind of hangout. Um, and uh, because of uh, previous uh, like meetups that we had had, um, like a design systems breakfast uh, at Dropbox a, a couple of years ago now, um, is just something that I was aware of and a part of. Awesome. What would you tell to someone who is interested in exploring this space from the design side? I mean, I think the the big thing is uh, be super um, like craft oriented and really narrow in on the the details of what makes a, a great system and a great UI. I think like the level of quality that we you know can just see in someone's portfolio and the thoughtfulness i think that lends itself to um, the kinds of role and the skill set that we have in design systems um, and so for people that are mostly focused on product at this point like that uh you know that is a great way of kind of having their foot in the door i think also like if there is a system at the place that you are already working at, like contributing to that um, and really learning how you know it affects the broader ecosystem of your product, like that's great experience. That doesn't require you to have been on a systems team full-time. Um, and I think those are great ways of uh, getting your foot in the door. Absolutely, totally agree there. And for the question of craft, that, that intentionality behind the almost polish, the details of design, do you have any wisdom or guidance for designers who want to accelerate how they learn and develop their craft? I think the big thing is that you have to understand what your uh, compass is and you need to understand what is the sort of bar that you're just trying to hit as a designer. And so like knowing what out there inspires you, what is the apps or the products that you see as beautiful and that you care about, that is like a, a, a way of really developing that compass and that intuition. Um, and being able to have that allows you to triangulate, okay, how do I uh, develop the skill sets that actually allow me to do something like that? Um, and being able to copy is one like first step, being able to uh, build something of that same level is the next step. Um, so that that's maybe one way that I would think about it. I love it. That is immensely helpful, I think. Thank you so much for that. Uh, one more question here. Well, actually, two more questions here. So you mentioned scaling your team right now. Finding people who align with what you're trying to do is a top goal for you. What else comes next for you and your team? Let's say you bring in a few more people. They're really skilled. 
they're able to tackle different platforms. What what is like the next step for you and your team? I think for us, with the amount of opportunity that DoorDash affords us, with the amount of new products, um, new business lines that we as a team are impacting and helping scale, um, there's a lot of room for us to build the system uh, even more expansively, like more than just, you know, how do we influence the people internally at DoorDash? How do we influence the people externally? Um, there's opportunity for us to explore that and um, actually use the system as a, um, a, a tool for uh, people working with DoorDash, for instance. So there, there's a lot of opportunity there. And I think just impacting the um, level of elevation that we're working at more than just the foundations, more than just the components in the atomic level, but thinking beyond on how a designer works through problems as a, a product designer, that's a big part of what we want to be doing more of. Um, so th that's really, really where we're trying to scale. Wow. Uh, correct me if I misinterpreted, but it sounds like what you're doing is you're taking the design system, which or the infrastructure, as you call it, that entails many different things, and you're scaling it even beyond the product to the team, the practices, the culture, the message. Is that, is that right? Yes. I love that. That literally just gave me goosebumps. Uh, I, I wish more teams would pursue that because it's it's like you're not just building the system and implementing it in the product, but you're you're living it, you're breathing it. That's that's really amazing. Um, last question for you here, uh, and then I'd love one more thing. But last question is, who else do you think I should be talking to? Can you name like, two other designers maybe that you're following or that you really admire that you think I should talk to? Yeah, I mean, I I think. Um, in the design systems realm, someone that I really admire is uh, Lindsay Berry from Lyft. Uh, I think yeah. you're you're familiar. She's remarkable. Um, yes, uh, she is. She is amazing, and I think um, the way that she thinks about um, the sort of elevation that I was talking through um, is is just a, a testament to like her skill. And so, something that I would want to replicate at, at DoorDash for sure. Um, some of the other folks that I think are um, doing interesting work in design systems. Um, our, Ayush Iyer uh, is, is someone that I mentioned earlier. Um, he's someone that is uh, just really also thinking about how do we scale teams. Um, and he's someone that I, I, I look to for some of that guidance as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. If people wanted to learn more about you or your company, where should they go? The, the first place is I would go to doordash.design. We are hiring, we are trying to double the team. And so um, we would love for people that care about craft, that really care about design, and specifically for me, design systems, um, to go to doordash.design and uh, learn more about us and our values and culture and ho hopefully apply. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for your time, Catherine. It was great talking with you. Really appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you, Tanner.